Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast. This is our second episode into our, uh, I guess, second season, second year, right? Uh, into 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am joined by Ben Brown, Andrew Saunders. Guys, how are we doing? How are we? Uh, how is the new year starting off for you two gentlemen? It's going well. We're kicking yeah. it off. We are, uh, yeah. So we talked a little bit about uh, some of those goals that we had for 2024. And uh, those are going strong so far. So we're getting into what our second week of yeah. 2024, um, yeah. and there the resolutions are still still going. The goals we had, the intentions we had to meditate and journal and move a little bit more, still going strong. So we'll see if we make it to the end of the month. Good stuff. Good stuff, Andrew. Uh, I'm having a terrible 2024. Um, so <laughs> my grandmother was born. On December 26th. So we went to see her on her birthday. The day after her birthday, she fell out of her chair and she never left the hospital. She passed away on the second. Uh, we oh. buried her on the fourth. Um, and then on the oh, sixth, man. I went to my wife's extended family Christmas. So I am like eight ways of emotionally disturbed right now, if that oh, makes any sense. Wow. Uh, I have not started any of my. New Year's resolution. The water-based rower that I started is still in the pieces, in the basement in pieces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The journals are right there, not open. Um, I just pointed over my shoulder for those of you in the audio. You can see them behind me. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, not kicking it off well this year. Uh, family's healthy. Kids are good. But life is a mess right now. Man, I'm so sorry to hear that, but that's uh, you know that's yeah. part of it. That's 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 this is real life. I mean, we're going to be hitting on some of those things yep. about this podcast. Yeah. But uh, to Andrew's note, right? Uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, welcome into our kind of our return to these podcasts being hosted on the main Dadverb YouTube channel. We started off here, did a few episodes, then migrated to its own YouTube channel because kind of as a test, as an experiment, the Dadverb podcast had its own YouTube channel. Uh, and it was great. It was cool to see people kind of go there and watch. Uh, but because of the plans that, uh, you know, I have planned for, you know, just the dad verb main YouTube channel itself and where it has uh, gone or what it's come to, I uh, wanted to bring the podcast back here uh, as its kind of permanent home where it's going to be hosted. Uh, so if you are uh, a viewer of the channel, you have no clue what this is. This is the Dadverb podcast. Uh, there's three of us here. We are all dads, um, and we get together each week to cover off on different topics of parenting from the lens of dad. Right. So some of the topics are, are lighthearted, fun. Some of them are a little bit, uh, a little bit heavier. We're, we're going to be talking about uh, just tips for kids and babies and all that stuff. Uh, and, uh, as our kids get older, you know, the content's gonna, gonna evolve with it. So that's just a quick rundown of where we're at coming into 2024, uh, seeing these podcasts being hosted on the Dadverb YouTube channel. I'm going to be making a, a follow-up video soon about what is, um, up and coming for the channel with regards to the types of content that's going to be, uh, made moving forward because it's going to be a far cry from when I first started all of this five, six years ago. Uh, so I'm just really happy to have 
faces like these guys that you're seeing right here join me because I've always every on the top of every video I've always said hey guys Andrew here with Dadverb and now I get to share that where we've got Ben making content on on the channel where he gets to say yo guys Ben here with Dadverb so um, yeah for those who aren't listening or watching on YouTube that's that's a quick rundown uh, but for our audio listeners welcome back uh, this is business as usual this is our second season we're on episode thirty what. Uh, I don't, I don't even know. know anymore. I I changed the number scheme. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> 2024 episode two. 20, okay, 2402. We've we yeah. been at this for a minute, guys. You've been at this uh, for a minute. Uh, we we're gonna uh, try to hit around a, about a half hour for each of these episodes, and that's kind of that's kind of our goal. So uh, on this specific episode, should have covered this at the top of the episode. Uh, on this episode, we're gonna be talking about America versus kids, uh, and how other countries kind of outpace us in some ways. Uh, with regards to childcare, and um, we're going to be following that up with ranking our favorite snacks from our childhood and comparing some of them to today's snacks that we're packing in our kids' lunch boxes. And we're going to finish it off with a comment from our our Discord, which you can uh, feel free to join if you check out the description in the show notes or uh, the link in the description of this YouTube video. So anyway, that's what we got on the docket. Uh, we'd like to start off each week with just a quick sick check. Uh, because it's a miracle that anyone can actually stay healthy, especially just this, this period of uh, during uh, this you know, holiday season. But uh, sick check, everyone. I uh, unbelievably knock on wood. We've actually been healthy throughout December, early January. I I just I'm in shock. How are you guys doing? You. How are the kids? Are they actually healthy? We're healthy. No, no yes. sick kids in this house. I mean, knock on wood, but uh, nope, we're still good. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock while I say this. My nine month old hasn't had a real cold yet, and the twenty oh. three month old mm. has not been sick yet. So she has not had more than a dry cough, which either speaks to the greatness of my immune system. I bet or it's that. Uh, you. The, <laughs> That she's just really chewing on enough dog toys to get those antibodies built up really good. Yeah. It's you and your family. You've got some sort of immune something that is just so strong compared to ours. Because like they should study me. Yeah, like yeah, you yourself. Say, you put don't you in get scientific sick. experiments. Yeah. I don't. So uh, my mom yeah, used to I, say she knew when I was sick if I was throwing up. So if I'm vomiting, that's when I'm sick. If I'm said. not vomiting, you don't get cold. Um, no. Like I'll occasionally get the stuffy nose like sinusy things but it's usually mm-hmm. for about two weeks in spring and two weeks in fall and i think there's just one type of pollen that really hits me and then yeah. i'm over it and frankly i just suck down a bunch of afrin and move on with my day so and I, I wish i was you ben what about you man how's your family holding up uh everybody's good but we we've been in and out of colds all through yeah. kind of the holiday season so uh you know my daughter i I think I said in either the last episode or an episode before that, that she had an ear infection um, mm-hmm. that turned into a double ear infection, which then we think may have gone away through multiple types of antibiotics. And then she got sick again, almost immediately yeah, came right back. So now we're finishing up a round of uh, augmenting to hopefully knock that one out. And uh, 
that should be it. She's the only one right now that's on yeah. any sort of. Oh Medicine. no, I lied. My wife is also on an antibiotic because I think she has an ear infection too. Oh no! But right. I'm but I'm doing okay. You're good. Okay, <laughs> okay. Good. okay. I mean, I would say that gives us a week of health. I think to, that's yeah. one for the records right there. To be fair, yeah. when I was a kid, I did have chronic ear infections to the point where they put tubes in my ears. And you know, it's a common even thing. a lot of kids. It. Yeah, yeah, a lot even of to this day. It. I'll I'll get one and I'll be like, oh, I got an ear infection. And then it's yeah. like, okay, I move on. And I really don't even notice them until yeah. like true pain starts because it's like, yep, the, this is a thing that happens in my life. So, uh, anyway. Well, um, so the first topic here, uh, it was a, it's a conversation starter that really uh, kind of fired off when I stumbled across an article on Business Insider. Uh, and it it was a really intriguing uh headline and on the instagram for it and it says it takes a village to raise a child but america burned down the village uh and uh oh. and, that, and that was just like that was, i know i know i know but <laughs> hell of a tagline a little, I know, right? little sensational and then the actual yeah. uh, uh, sensational the actual title for this article is why america hates its children um and then the kids <laughs> are worse off in america than any other rich country it's by design and while this, you know, kind of dive really is a deep dive on like all the problems of like America versus Sweden and America versus Japan and America versus you know, um, you know, there, there are pros and cons to everything, but there are some fun things to die or not fun things, but there's some interesting things to dissect out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it really kicks off was. Uh, the author of this article was talking about how she was in Greece once. Uh, she was on a bus, and um, and it was very commonplace for strangers to like lift her kids up onto their laps and just like and make sure that that they're seated and comfortable during the trip, uh, and um, and just kind of make sure, yeah, like that whole like parenting is a village, like making sure that strangers strangers are making sure that her children are well taken care of uh, during like mm-hmm. bus rides and all that. And, holding their hands and tucking them underneath their, their arms and, and um, to prevent them from kind of being thrown forward in, in a, in a crash or something like that. So it's just, it just spoke to like society and the way it works out there and, and how they are watchful over children. Uh, and then she basically uh, went into a large kind of rundown about how, why America's not like that in multiple, multiple ways. Um, uh, Mm-hmm. I've been talking for a while, uh, and and there are a couple of little points I'll, I'll go up. But like Ben, I mean, were you? Did you have a moment to kind of like go through that article? And do, what are some things that stuck out at you about like you know where we may be falling behind, and where you think we can actually improve on as a country when it comes to kids in America? Yeah, so I, I think it's it's an interesting article, even with the sensational headlines, and it 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 touches on a lot of things. I think if you talk to any parent that. <laughs> makes sense did i did you do not that intentionally no no i don't okay. know what happened it's gonna close my video out to fix this all right ben yeah. just reacted chrome, for those of you on youtube chrome with is a thumbs doing up, weird stuff and he did not mean to do it it's i bumped my desk and it gave an automatic thumbs up yeah but in any case so it's a nice I feature think, i think in speaking to a lot of parents uh, especially millennial parents you know we're kind of changing the way we relate to our kids and sort of looking outside what has been traditionally done to figure out how we want to raise kids. Right. Um, everybody Mm -hmm. thinks they can do it in a new and different way. We happen to be the latest generation to think we can do it new and different. 
Um, and so the article talked a lot about, um, first of all, parental leave, which I know has been a big discussion on the dad verb discord, right. And that mm-hmm. there is no mandatory parental leave in the United States. Yeah. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast before I was fortunate enough that my company offered a 16 week parental leave. I was able to take that time off and spend it with my kids, uh, wildly uncommon for most people in the U S to get that amount of time off and paid. Um, especially dads, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing I thought was really interesting that they were talking about is, and this is sort of the core of the article I felt, was that it's society's attitudes towards children that are drastically different. And you see Mm -hmm. this when you travel to European countries, Scandinavian countries, basically most other sort of Western nations don't view children. In the U.S., we seem to view children as like a burden, Right. They need to behave a certain way. They need to do certain things. They basically need to go unnoticed in society. Right. Whereas in many European countries, they're sort of welcomed as being children. Right. They're loud. They're rambunctious. They should be outside playing. They should be integrated into society, but not made to fit the mold of a tiny adult. Like it's Mm -hmm. understood that they're a child. Um, And you see this a lot across, you know, again, Europe. Scandinavian countries where that's sort of encouraged. Yeah. Um, And I do think it's really interesting that we do not promote that really in the US. No, we don't. No, we don't. It's like we have these expectations of like these, and it's hard. And I I fall into this trap too of just like our kids being just burdens, little burdens. And, um, Mm And having the expectation that they just like know things the way you, the things that we do as an adult, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, why would you do that? You know, and that's a very, you know, common reaction. Um, but yeah, should, we just have no patience. There we have no patience for, for our kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a shame. It's sad. But, you know, I think that's, that's just us as a society uh, on, on one note that Ben made about, um, uh the just the 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 paid family leave which we def, which we lack uh just from the article it says of the 38 countries that belong to the leading western trade alliance the u.s ranks 32 in spending on early childhood in sweden and it's always like sweden and norway and the, and the nordic mm. countries that we get well, they're pit, pitted up against it's just uh i yeah you know, there there are interesting things about that but it says uh in sweden which offers single parents a staggering 480 days of paid parental leave uh, which if you're counting that is over a year um, but I think there are ramifications like well not like legal ramifications but like if you take that much time and you come back like it's it's different right right um, mm-hmm. but it says I mean, Sweden offers single parents a staggering 480 days of uh, paid parental parental leave preschool costs no more than three percent of a family's gross income America by contrast has no mandated paid parental leave has no universal child care uh, and only one third of American families can afford child care, which consumes 27% of their income on average. So um, that is, well, go ahead. And I think that's a really important one to hit on, right? Like, um, you know, like we have two kids in daycare and yeah. daycare is by far one of our, I think it is our largest household expense. Isn't it um, feel like a second almost, mortgage? It's, it's like a it's second actually, mortgage. It's double our mortgage. So How we pay, we pay, is that though? Yeah. We it pay almost like $3,000 a month for right. two kids to go to full-time daycare. Um, and then as you've seen the article, 
childcare or childcare specialists, right, are among yep. the lowest paid professions of any out there. Right. And yet we're we're spending a massive um, amount of money to send our kids to a safe, clean daycare where they're going to learn and grow and develop and all that. Yeah. Um, and we're trusting them with our children, you know, eight plus hours a day. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, it's it's a massive burden on the household finances, um, right. so much so that you see a lot of people who end up, uh, you know, a spouse will end up staying at home for a couple of years instead of sending their kids to daycare because it is so expensive. Right. You end up right. saving money by having a stay at home parent versus the additional income and taxes and all of that. And that's the biggest takeaway that I got from this article is like the, the being a lot of families having being forced to choose between, you know, family time raising kids, having work, trying to continue to make ends meet, but I can't afford to have my kids. It's, that is a mm -hmm. very, very hard thing that a lot of families have to continue to battle. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, I just, okay. So this, this frustrates me to no end when we compare the United States to like Sweden yeah, or Norway or Finland or Denmark, right? That have a population for, of zero. For starters, right. <laughs> like the entire population of Norway lives for them 90% in the, in a spot. It's tiny, right? It's like a million people. And it's basically the size of New York city at the end of the Island. And then they're paying upwards of 55% income tax to the government. Like it, I mean, if for every dollar you made, if you only got 45 cents, I think you'd be really upset. And so it, the numbers work yeah. if you're in like New York City or you're in San Francisco, right? If you're in these very dense urban populations or spots right, right. where you can actually mm -hmm. drive from one end to the other in a couple hours. But the closest hospital to me is 10 minutes away by car. The closest tier one emergency room is an hour away by car. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. yeah. there is no ability for them to put a hospital close enough for me at the price point without my tax rate being 75 cents so, on and, every and, dollar. And, right. And, and so the it, hard, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I just, I it's frustrating. But. The hard part about this, these, these kinds of conversations is it, you, it's very hard to like toe the line of like, what's, what's frustrating, what's not, and what's working and all that without it going into like a political realm where right. it's just like, well, policy states and we have to vote in blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and I don't want to get into that. Right. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. But, but it, you know, if we were to just like highlight on like the frustrations of like what we could be doing better and not like, so like, you know, and, and you know, mm -hmm. I get it in comparison to other countries and just like the tax implications and all that stuff. That's, it's, that's a whole right. different thing. But if we're just to uh, hone in on just the frustrations of, you know, parents being forced to mm -hmm. make those decisions and having something so simple that should be something so well, simple, eat up a quarter of their income or to Ben's point, having it cost more mm -hmm. than your mortgage. I didn't see sure. right. It doesn't, but the the counter argument, right, or the piece that I think is being left out of there is it's eating up a quarter of your income because 15 to 20 percent of your income isn't going to the government to provide those services, right? I mean, if, if right. we take, I think she's referring to Sweden, who has a 50 percent, 49.5 national income tax, and the U.S. is 37. So okay. if we do the math, 
and you take the 27% income right off, we're really 10, 10%, maybe 12 of your annual income is diverted towards childcare. That seems a lot more reasonable than a quarter, Mm -hmm. right? Like the numbers don't work the same because the environments aren't the same. And like one of the parts I was reading about the whole bus kid grabbing, um, that's her intro article, right? The little old lady picks up her kid. Mm -hmm. We were at a family event on Saturday. I had never met any of these people in my entire life. And I don't think I held either of my daughters for more than 10 minutes in a four hour window. Right. Because (laughs) everybody who was there was like, can we hold them? Go for it. You have fun. Right. Mm-hmm. You, yep. Mm-hmm. You want to feed them? I'll sure. No booze. Yeah. No soda. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> and it was all the way from like seven, eight year old little girls to yeah. my sister or my wife's cousin's sister, like 80 year old women. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. My wife didn't have a problem with it. And they were effectively strangers to us. So, I feel like a a lot of this is paranoia on the parent part. I I would say I would I would argue, though, that that is that is fundamentally different than the core point of the article. Like you you were at a family event, right? Right. So sure. So you were at a place where, you know, either families are coming together or there are people who are related to you in some fashion. I'm not sure sure what you meant there. Um, But the the difference is and we saw this when we traveled to Italy and this is before we had kids um is that as we were traveling around Italy everywhere that we went and and actually in Indonesia as well so we spent some time in Indonesia and when we were there everywhere that we went there was this really open welcoming attitude towards children in every environment whether it was a high end restaurant or it was a you know a street vendor or sure. whatever the case may be yeah and so i think as a society we have a challenging time with kids behaving as kids cuz like i mean even as we know like i have super well behaved kids but they they're still children they're going to have outbursts they're going to have meltdowns they're going to lose it every now and then yeah and a lot of times when you see that happen either everybody sort of leaves that parent alone because they're like, Oh, I don't want to get involved in that. You know, like there's, there's no one kind of patting them on the back and saying like, Hey, we know this is a tough situation, but like, you've got this giving them some encouragement, something to say, you're still welcome here, even though your child is having this experience, right? They're melting down. They're having an issue. Um, and, And so I think that's where I see the challenge in, our society not that being it's patient you know with kids right being just patient with kids yeah, being because kids now and allowing now, them in adult spaces uh, like how many times am i gonna have to read and she even says this in the article too how many times are gonna have to read about like parents getting super mad about like kids on airplanes now it's like yeah we travel with children that's just that's just life that's how it is but now it's mm-hmm. just like there's an actual argument about like no you shouldn't be traveling with kids if you have kids don't travel don't get on an airplane it's like i'm that's that's and not that's, reasonable. That's, that's exactly how I was raised. I was not allowed on an airplane if I was going to throw a fit or like that's how I was raised. That was completely inappropriate to throw that kind of tantrum or be that kind like, of kid on a plane. Kids, like, but that's the thing. At that age, though, uh, especially those toddler ages, like th- like it's not like you can control that i think that's what it is it's yeah, like we, they we do not have the capacity to relate to their emotions at, <laughs> until they're like seven 
Right. And I think the whole point of this article is just that like at two years old, we have the expectation that they can control emotions like that. They should be able mm-hmm. to when they simply cannot. And we as a society are impatient with that and, and just have been disassociated from that like understanding of a, a two-year-old can't manage their emotions. Right. They're going to have and outbursts. We should all be patient with it because we've all been there. We, you know, that's just how it is. And I think and that's Saunders the to, whole point of it. Saunders, to what you were saying, I think – I think there there is a there is a line, right? There is a, a right. learn to be present in society, right? Learn the mm-hmm. rules of the road, all that stuff. And, and I agree with that. I think there is there is a an aspect to having a child having a child in those spaces to learn how to be in those spaces, right? To see the example right. of how we behave in a restaurant, a theater, whatever. Like that is a part of learning to be a part of society, right? You don't get to do whatever you want all the time. Right. Where we lose it, I think, is um, like, I don't know if you guys saw this article that came out uh, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago in Blue Ridge, Georgia, not too far from us, a couple hours away. Um, There's a restaurant that has a $50 surcharge created by the owner and it's called a bad parenting fee. So if you go to this restaurant and if, if your kid, but I'm saying <laughs> like if your kid down, just yeah. literally, so, but the bad parenting fee they've shown, they're like, our kid just got tired and like threw a tantrum. Like there's not a lot that we can do about that other than he's hungry. He's tired. We did the best we could. But your kids aren't, they're like, our kid was not running around screaming in the restaurant. They weren't throwing things. They weren't even like leaving the table. And they got charged a bad parenting fee for a kid just behaving as a child, right? Just losing it in a restaurant. But the fee isn't against the kid. It's the fee is against the parent not recognizing that it was time for you and your child who was tired to leave the public place where the tantrum was going to be thrown when it occurred. Like there... So I have a very specific memory of being in Washington, D.C., and I don't know how old I was, but I was I was old enough to be sitting at a table and ordering at a restaurant. And either I or my sister threw a fit and we were in the hotel restaurant and we went back to the room and my sister and I did not eat dinner. And mom and dad's plates got brought upstairs to room service. Mm -hmm. And that was a very clear message in my childhood of you do not throw fits in restaurants that is not acceptable right and i get it my two-year-old throws fits right mm-hmm. but you know where she doesn't throw fits in restaurants in restaurant. she starts going off and i just look at her straight in the face and i say we don't do this in restaurants and she'll right. look at me and she'll kind of okay yep i can suck it up right and if she does we get up and we go outside or we go to the bathroom and that's where she can let loose and have her moment and i calm her down and we mm-hmm. come back but that's on me as a parent. I'm not expecting her to have that knowledge and those abilities. And I think one of the things that, that I don't know if it's being addressed or not being addressed, but the point is parents are taking a far more active role in the lives of their children in other first world countries, right? much more than American parents as social media and the world is presenting them. And it's in, from my experience, it's a lot more the, the lack of parenting is far more prolific in larger cities. Like in Salt Lake Mm -hmm. cities, 
Salt Lake City, there were far more <laughs> times when I was at a restaurant and there was a kid losing it than I have seen since I'm now in Eastern Iowa, where right. there aren't a million people mm-hmm. within 500 square miles. Right? The parents right. just just keep track of their kids better. Right. Right. And and I think that's the point of the law, the rule in the restaurant. Right. Yeah. Is if you're not going to parent. I, I mean, it's funny because every game store I walk into says, uh, if you don't keep track of your kids, we will teach them a collectible card game. Right. And <laughs> like as it's a, gotta be as Pokemon. a it's gotta be Pokemon. Okay. Wait, hold on. So, so here, so here's the thing though. So, so, and I, I don't, I don't want people to understand loaded. like where, where, I don't like let my kids freak out on an airplane or at a restaurant and be like, and you guys should be understanding of this and patient of it. Like, no, of course, mm-hmm. you know, if they're going to be a distraction or whatever, I'm going to do my best to either go into the bathroom and, you know, calm them down or, or you know, take them out of that situation. So Agreed, they're not right. a nuisance, a burden to society. Right. right. But here's the thing. I think when in the past, you know, if there's a kid having a, some sort of a meltdown or whatever, there's a society that now currently just looks around and is like, get your kid under control. What the hell is the matter with you, right? right? Whereas I think in a previous time, other parents may have come up, taken a knee, like, how can I help? What's going on? You know, anything like that, right. uh, where, where, where there's more lending hands. Now it mm-hmm. seems more like isolation, like you are in your own boat. And that, that kind well. of goes like so much. I mean, I felt like so free when I was a kid. I would go out. And I would like build forts and I would go out and like, and I, now today mm-hmm. we've in a very safe neighborhood. Like sometimes like, I don't know, as a society, we just don't feel like we can let our kids go out and play because everyone's right. a pedophile and they're going to get taken and raped. Like that is so sad mm-hmm. that like, that's the climate now. That's the it's climate. Like what you're exposed and no one to has each well. other's back anymore. Everyone's in danger right. and everyone's on their own. So well, you and take the, care of it. And that's what, the, that's what is so frustrating. Yeah. The other piece you're talking about where people don't walk up and like help you with your kids is because. I think in a lot of ways we all got used to getting sued by everyone else, right? That, yeah, it's if, a, it's if a I sit down, my kid, you don't talk to him that way. It's mine, right? And it's yeah, like, well, what the f- and it's like, well, you know what? I'm guessing this 50 year old grandmother knows way more about rearing a child than I do, yeah. right? Because she's probably got five kids of her own and a half a dozen grandkids. Like, even if I don't like her advice, there might be a nugget of wisdom in there somewhere. <laughs> well, guys, um, this this is a, a I mean. It was a long article that went through a lot of different pathways, and we went through a lot of different pathways. But if you want to go ahead and read that and share your thoughts on what you took away from the article, it's it's really interesting. Whether you know, and again, it, it could get very political very very quickly. But the core, you know, like where you stand on that, let us know, um, and uh, we're happy to to read that out. So if we were going to go into a lighter note, though, <laughs> talking about our, I want to rank our favorite kid snacks from our childhood now i was thinking about this because we've been packing you know henry's lunches and all that stuff i mean uh andrew not yet but soon you know you're gonna be packing daughter's lunches and sending them off to, to school and all that stuff but thinking about your favorite kids snacks for henry it's just it's goldfish and applesauce and it's blah it's disgusting those are the worst <laughs> it's the worst what are the best from you know we're kind of like all 90s kids uh ish growing ish, up thanks and, 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 uh, i know andy. i'm the ish, ish. ish. <laughs> ish. but if you were to rank your favorite snacks growing up give me two of your top favorites dr pepper bubblegum i've actually never had that really that dr was- pepper bubblegum <laughs> was 
a bubblicious style piece of bubblegum uh-huh. with Dr. Pepper syrup in it like a gusher. And you would <laughs> yeah. bite into it and the cherry like syrupy whatever would would mm-hmm. just gusher into your mouth. And it was yeah. I mean it uh- the gum was terrible after that, but just that initial. This was before gushers existed. Okay, gushers were not a thing. Um, oh man! So it was that gushers one. Were good. Okay. That was that's my oh, number gushers one. Are fantastic. Yeah, I got a I got a couple good number twos, but we'll go. Are we going yeah, around? Or are we just okay? Yeah, we'll go around. I'll go second. Uh, Dunkaroos was a thing back in the day, and they're basically mm-hmm. like these little graham cracker type things. And you would dip them into this dip, which is basically just a cake icing. Do you uh, remember when those came out, or were those always a thing in your life? I was always a. Th- uh, it was okay. I was growing up in New, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, nineties. Okay. Yeah, it okay. was. I don't know. That's that's when I had them. I and, remember uh, I, the first Dunkaroos commercial. Oh, did, with the kangaroo. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, yep. I, actually, I I I have like a lot of weird nineties throwback things on my Instagram. I, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I guess we're that age now where we have like radio stations dedicated to the music we liked when we were kids. Uh, but 30, year old. <laughs> 30 year old classic rock. Yep. Nickelback Dude, is not classic rock. I just rediscovered Dunkaroos too because apparently they like sell them again. I was like, what? And I had them and they don't hold up like they used to in my head. But in my head, <laughs> they were the goat. They were amazing. And I would just eat the graham crackers and then I would just like. With my index yeah. finger, just scoop out all the icing and just well, you, wolf it uh, out. You couldn't yeah, eat them because no. the cracker would break, right? You couldn't was, actually uh, yeah. dunk them. It was yeah. weak. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Ben. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Probably one of my favorite. It's kind of a snack, but it's uh, it was the, the Kool-Aid Bursts. Like when you oh. buy the Kool Aid and like that weird waxy plastic bottle, yeah. and you have to twist the top off. Yeah. They oh, still make those. Basically, like yes. crush yep. it to drink it. Yeah, yep. so and it, I I remember, I remember whenever they showed up at the house, like I knew like my mom had best. a good paycheck. Yeah, so like yeah. we got like those Kool Aid because they were so expensive for like six of them. Dude, and then they, I remember they had one this one like little bit where they would they released these like color changing pills that you would like mm-hmm. put into them, and then they would go mm-hmm. from like blue to red or something. Yep. Oh man, those are so fun. It was delicious too. All right, all right. I like I'm liking where we're at right now. All right, Andrew, finish this off. Okay, so on your Dunkaroos theme, I don't know if you can still get them, but prior to Dunkaroos being a thing, you used to be able to get a cheese whiz based thing with a little red plastic spoon and an abisco cracker. And I don't oh, remember yes. what they were yes. called. Uh, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking yeah, about. You peeled yeah. the top back and you, you had peeled like the top six, back. You took the butter yeah, cracker and the little yes. and the yep. cheese. I begged for yeah. those things. They were so I good. I like those. Yeah. They are disgusting. If you try them now, you'll be like, I can't believe my parents let I me know. eat this. But oh. those were it. So in my, in my memory, those came out, and then they did Dunkaroos, and then they did Teddy Graham Dunkaroos, which were like this this mm-hmm. progression of like, progression, oh, my God, yeah. it just keeps getting better. Um, oh. And so those cheese cracker things, and they eventually yeah. had ones that were chocolate that were pretty good. Yeah. Dude, um, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. I'm so glad you no, brought that up. It was amazing. I loved those. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, it's like here's your celery and Jif peanut butter in the same thing, and I'm like, it's not the same thing. That's that's not. <laughs> no, it has to be garbage and bad cheese. That's what you need to. <laughs> day day glow orange government cheese and yeah, oh my god, exactly. Hey man, yeah. I'll eat it. I'll, I'll it eat had it. It's that plastic, but I'll eat it. It, it had that mm-hmm. odor too. That was like 
like it still had the polystyrene in it. <laughs> the, the manufactured <laughs> yeah. smell. It had that oh, tang gosh. to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. All right. So if I'm gonna finish it off, uh I could shout out so many. I, I really liked Fruit by a Foot when those really just popped into my little lunchbox, but uh lunchables man i i didn't get lunchables as much as my white friends but on occasion i would mm-hmm. uh and uh the specific one that i liked was the pizza one and it really wasn't good but i really no. liked it <laughs> with their no, like making sauce. the pizza that I sugary the sauce pizza. and that that the weird sugary chewy sauce. cracker and then i would like <laughs> suck the remaining sauce out of a little pouch and I, you sprinkle it with the mozzarella the hard little pepperonis absolutely loved it i thought it was great i thought it was fantastic all right <laughs> it's, the, it's just a chewy stale cracker cold cheese and like oh, red yeah, totally. sugar yeah it's so gross like i yeah. loved them too don't get me wrong they were awesome yeah i got so excited every time i'd get so disappointed if i saw a lunchable and it was ham and cheese instead of pizza oh my gosh i, right I mean they're gonna be like you oh, guys are so cheese spoiled all right there was, was no pizza lunchable okay it was ham and sw- ham and swiss <laughs> ham and cheddar turkey and swiss and you didn't want turkey that i was, want stale pizza was, we were lucky <laughs> yeah, when they made them oreos and then we were even more lucky when they shoved a capri sun in there but oh, there were man. like five years without the capri sun man or the cookies it was just ritz oh yeah pizza. So, I mean, we, I want we, the pizza we got one. the pizza thing we got the pizza thing for henry recently and he was eating it he only ate half of it and he ran off like i'm gonna do something else so i finished it tastes exactly the same from mm-hmm. our childhood they haven't it's changed. not good i'll say it's not yeah. good but mm. i like it i, I just that's like not it even anyway. a little bit good <laughs> oh. all right ben you got a last one for us yeah I, I for some reason these just popped into my head too i think somebody mentioned fruit by the foot might have been you andrew yep. um, yeah um do you remember string things yeah string basically just string it was like fruit by the no it was like fruit by the foot kind of but it was it was like almost 3d printed onto like one of those little wax pieces of paper oh open it up pull it out in a spiral pull it off and like either a spiral or it was like a design and you would pull off the design yeah you could pull it off like like one piece at a time yeah so i used to love it it take you like 20 minutes to eat it right so it was fruit roll up wow and then they did string things, which were a fruit roll up that they stamped with a a design. And then mm-hmm. they did fruit by the foot, but they were all the yeah. same thing. It's all that fruit. Yeah, paste it's the same. It's all the exact same thing. formula. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Just, just red yeah. sugar. And you Dude, used to uh, and you used to pick out. You wanted like the Ninja Turtle ones, so you could pick the right mm-hmm. scene. And if you started wrong, you'd screw up the whole scene, and then you just roll is- it into a ball and eat it as one giant chunk. Mm-hmm. People yeah. who are listening to this, I mean, a majority of the audience are in that kind of '90s, growing up in that time where they these are nostalgic things that we just brought up. And I am so glad that you guys brought up the cheese thing and that. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Uh, one last it, thing it, that it's scary that you can still get most of this stuff in the can. snack aisle at the grocery store. Like, I know not I only did we enjoy it. it, but it didn't die. Like, no, it still exists. Someone kept feeding it to children. Like, oh yeah, fruit by the yeah. foot. That's totally a fruit it's, serving. It's funny too because like in my head, I'm just like just corn syrup. All of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just assumed that all it all went away, but no, it didn't. Yep. And uh, one shout out to a, a a drink that came up when I was in middle school. And it was only sold for like a two-year period, and it was called Pepsi Blue. And it oh, was God. just carbonated water, oh, wow. sugar, oh. and blue. And man, yeah. and blue. 
Fig that tribe blue. Was so and blue. good. It was just blue <laughs> number four, whatever the dye is. Oh, and God. Man, it was carbonated toilet bowl water. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. It was. It really does look like toilet bowl delicious cleaner. delicious toilet bowl water. It, was, it literally <laughs> did look like that. It looked like a freaking Lysol oh. thing just got snapped oh. in there. And just, All right. Yeah. But anyway. Bon- oh. Bonus round. Favorite favorite nostalgic drink. I'm going to go with uh, Sobe Life Water. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not even that old. The Sobe's oh. back in the day. But I was, it's long enough ago. <laughs> That I had to, I remember having to ask my mom to like buy him for me because I was like, I I must have been like six or seven. Uh, So before they were Life Water, I believe they were just Sobe. Were Sobe, yeah. 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 And it was like mango and like. They had a citrus pineapple one that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, But Uh, that was, I want to put this in perspective for you guys. I was in high school before those things came out. Gosh. Okay. Oh. Uh, and for the record, Sunny D. Sunny, Sunny D. Was D. Sunny I like Sunny D. The, the, the orange juice. So what is Sunny D? Because that's not orange juice, right? But whatever it is, I love it. It's got this tang. I, I don't know what it is. I love it. It's I so think good. It's, it's a mix between real orange juice and tang. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's, pulp, it's pulp-free. Have you ever had Tampico? Tampico mm. is kind of uh, it's along the similar vein. It's really Tampico's good. Oh, it's close. I... I I I'm I can back the Sunny D. That's a drink it, that I literally probably haven't had in like twenty years, honestly. If you drink Tang, like if you go buy powdered Tang and make some up mm-hmm. and you drink it, you're like, okay, I know this flavor. Where do I know this from? And it's one of those like if you half and half it with some orange juice, you're like, Oh, Sunny D, I get it now. That's where they got it. So but uh, yeah, Sunny D. Okay, so if you're talking about favorite drinks, uh there is a drink that I, I'm surprised I even found this. It was from Snapple. And it was, and there was like a little series that they had called Elements, where there was like rain and volcano oh. and spark mm-hmm. and all these things. And I remember collecting the bottles because I thought they were just like so cool. Uh, and I absolutely love those. And I was like, do those? Am I even? Is that a thing? Do those actually still exist? I'm gonna chat it to you. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but. Uh, yeah, like I'm seeing the bottles right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a flashback to like 1997. Man, that was just wild. There was a out. sparkling water before sparkling water was popular called Clearly Canadian. I never and they had oh, a raspberry had, and a yeah, black cherry. I remember those. And they were not, they weren't seltzer water. And they weren't Perrier. They were just enough citrus to kind of get your nose tickled. But they were very <laughs> well flavored. I want to say they were like, 20 calories for a whole thing you can buy them on amazon now and it's the only way to get them but they're ridiculously expensive but they were gone for i want to say 20 years and then enough internet popularity was like bring them back and you can buy them by the case now but clearly canadian Jeez, man I'm i also don't one know up. how i didn't put you who chocolate drink on my list because it's my cause it's not good. favorite. It's my absolute favorite. I still love it today. You still love it? Oh, oh yeah. I, I can't. It doesn't taste like chocolate milk to me. It tastes no, like it, no, absolutely manufactured not. garbage. No, it tastes like, like it tastes like chocolate drink. It is. Yes, it doesn't it, even yes, claim to be chocolate milk. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I'm into that drink. too. Yo, I'm like into everything. <laughs> it's got the same relationship mentioned. that Sunny D has to orange yeah. juice. It's like yeah, it's like. It's in the same realm, but you know it's not real. Right? Yes, I, but I, I was always a Nesquik guy, so 
The bunny, the bunny had you. me from the beginning. <laughs> well, uh, complete opposite, opposite here. Uh, on our Discord, Prince Bougie, one of our mods, uh, chatting about uh, New Year getting fit uh, and not uh, eating any of the crap that we just talked about. Uh, he, he said, "Let's get fitter than that's we why were he last needs year. to get fit." Yeah. <laughs> Let's get fitter than we were last year. Anyway, to keep each other accountable. If you are on the Discord, Andrews, uh, Andrew, you're leading the charge on some new app I'm, that we're going to download, right? I'm leading the charge. Uh, I found an app called, uh, what is it? Hold on, I'll get there. Squadity. Squadity? Squadity. S Q U A D D Y. And it's okay. the idea is that you all join a squad and then you post your workout sessions and everybody can kind of see everybody's uh-huh. workout sessions but there's no like there's no alerts that's like you didn't get your half an hour in yet today right like mm. it's more of just hey as a group of guys or as a squad of guys let's get together and all commit to working out and we're having some issues with the invite system right now but i think yeah Prince i'm gonna, I'm gonna I figure and, it out and andrew will work it. that out and then uh yeah i'm leading the charge if you're on the discord and you're listening to this and you know of a better app that does strength training and cardio. Cause I know we have members who are going to want to be like a hundred percent on Ben's side of the bodybuilding strength training. And then a hundred percent on the, like, no, I just want to do a ton of cardio. So yeah, we're looking yeah. for something that does like, you know, a guaranteed 30 minutes a day, you get an alert, you do your thing. It tracks we can, steps, at the end of the year burn say, Hey, so-and-so burnt the most calories. Good job. You did great yeah. for 2024. Right. And just kind of, keep track i'll bring it up in the podcast every once in a while to kind of hit up those guys who are really killing it um good but we're going to use the fitness channel on the discord app we're going to have some conversations i am going to end this podcast and go downstairs and assemble the water rower that has been sitting in my basement so that i can do my first session tonight and yeah pretend like i'm going to hold on to my new year's resolution longer than a week so there you go we'll we'll find out but that's where we're on the fitness thing bougie We'll keep you up to date. <laughs> All right. Bougie Prince Bougie, our mod. There you go. There's your answer. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Dadverb Podcast, guys. Again, check out the links down in the show notes uh, or the description uh, of the YouTube video if that's where you're watching. Once again, all these are going to be hosted on the Dadverb YouTube channel, the normal Dadverb YouTube channel moving forward, in addition to the reviews and all the stuff that we will be normally uh, making. And, uh, of course, you can visit dadverb.com uh, for courses from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood, if that's the stage of uh, of life that you're at. As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.